0: On this series, The Power of Unity. We first saw how unity was demonstrated by the triune God uh, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Now we look deeper into this great demonstration of unity as we'll spend the next few Sundays in the Gospel of John, the 17th chapter. Uh, This 17th chapter is broken up of the prayer of Jesus. We have been taught truly that the Lord's Prayer, we call the Our Father, uh, but that's not the Lord's Prayer. Uh, Jesus' prayer, the Lord's prayer, is right here in the 17th chapter. In Matthew 6th chapter in the other Gospels, he's teaching them a model how to pray. But now we see a prayer from the Lord uh, as he's getting ready in a few hours to be betrayed by a kiss from Judas. But yet he is earnestly seeking to make sure that we know who he is by our faith in him and that we may know the father. So when we look at these first verses, uh, uh, we will look at his opening up of his prayer, seeking to give God glory. When we look later on in the prayer, that's when we pick up, Lord, I pray that, they be one as you and I are one, where we see how he wants us to be unified, be together in a fellowship relationship. And, and so think about what it means to be unified is for many multiple objects or things to come together to make one. When I think about unity, I, I think about how many of us have game nights. And anybody have a game night, you often want to have a deck of cards. And and problem is with trying to get a deck of cards, you want to make sure you get all the cards. Because if you don't have a complete deck, you don't have a unit. It's, it's kind of hard to play spades and you're missing the ace of spades. Uh, I, I got some spades plays, and I know what I'm talking about. Yeah, you know, uh, that, that that you know, the ace of spades. You know, to me, that's like the, the best card. You when you get that in your hand, you're like, yeah, I at least gonna get one book. I, I got one book coming right. But if you missing the ace of spades, it seems like you know we need to find another deck. Uh, n- nothing else will do. I I don't want the index card. I want somebody else to act like say we're going to mark on. it. Anybody have done that before? You mark up card because you missing decks. He's got to mark up card. Say this one's gonna be this one. It, it's just not the same. Same thing about unity. We want everything to come together, to be complete. Anybody ever try to put a puzzle together, right? You got down and you're almost done and you're missing some pieces. The puzzle is not complete. It's not a complete unity because you're missing pieces. We need everything. Tell your neighbor, we need everybody to be unified. And so unity involves all of us being a part with one another. But yet notice how decks of cars and puzzles work together. It means that there's an order. There's a way that they fit in and they work out. That means that sometimes you can't be where you want to be. you got to be where you're supposed to be. Y'all follow me? Sometimes that you want to do something that you're not able to do, but you should do what you are able to do. Let me help somebody out today. You want to be the president of your organization, but you're not qualified. And but yeah, you doing all the things you can to cause division because you got your own vision that doesn't line up with the president's vision. Yeah, you understand when you got two visions, that's division. Yeah, you all not y'all yeah, got a few amens, but some of y'all not follow that when you are not all looking in the same direction, you are divided. You say I want to go this way, you say I want to go that way, and you split up. Now who who's together? And so we need to realize that we all need to get in the right spot and the right position to make the unity work. Anybody ever try to drive a car that needs four wheels with only three wheels? You need all the wheels in the right spot for it to work. It's nice that you got the spare, but the spare is not on the spot. Come on somebody. If the spare is not on the car, the car is still not going to move in the right direction. We need everybody. And so here it is that in order for us, to give God glory. When we look at this text, it, 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 implies to, I said, it implies to us that we must learn how to sacrifice. Y'all with me here in the text? You can open up your Bible app. You can get on our church app. You can see the text right there and follow along with uh, the Bible event and see uh, the sermon information right there. But I, I want to highlight this phrase here. He says, Father... The hour has come. The hour has come. What, what, what hour has come? The hour to glorify your son. Now, if you look at this verses one through five, you might notice a repetition of words. A repetition of word is glory. Look, look closely how many times that word glory is there. It says glorify your son so he can glorify back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And this is the way they to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we share before the world began. Y'all see that word glory in there? He he says, first and foremost, the hour has come for the son to be glorified. And then he builds upon this glory saying how the son, y'all see that there? He says, so the son can give glory back to you. So he says, when you glorify me, I'm going to give it back to you. Uh, Let me help somebody out today. He's showing that. God, whatever you give me belongs to you. I got a few with me. Uh, You you need to understand that God does not bless you for you to be selfish. He blesses us so that we can share with someone else. And here's a little qualifier here. Sometimes you may be sharing with people you don't like. This is this is when you got to tell your neighbor tell them it's not about you. <laughs> you see, God does not give us a preference of how we want to do something. Uh, if, if you need assistance on that, I I, I encourage you to go in and and read about Jonah. Jonah had a preference who he wanted to preach to. God said, "No, but this is your audience." <laughs> Go go read that for yourself if you don't believe what I'm talking about. I want you to grab here that when God calls you to be a blessing to someone else, you need to just trust God and do what God's called you to do. See, here it is that Jesus understood that, God, in order for me to give you glory, i got to have the right mind. And one way to have a right mind is to be in prayer we need to be living prayerfully to serve God and give him glory. Look here in the text. It says he looks up. I, 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 I want to encourage us that many of us, when we pray, we always encourage or tell somebody, may we bow our heads and do all those things. with why we want to show humility and look down and be subjected and submissive. But also I want to encourage you that you can also look up because where does your help come from? I look up to the hills for where my help come, for all my help comes from the Lord. Tell, tell your neighbor, where is the Lord? Tell him, where is the Lord? You don't talk back to him. Look up. I, I, I'm going to throw this one in for free. When he comes back again, I guarantee you, you won't find him down. You better look up. And he says, I look up, showing that, God, I, I, I got to keep my mind stayed on you. Uh, he, if he's looking down, he's seeing some disciples. that don't understand everything. Uh, uh, look, look earlier in the 16th chapter, towards at the end, they say, "Now we believe you." I'm laughing because y'all, y'all, y'all might y'all miss the punchline. Look at it here, verse 31, 16. He says, "Jesus asked, do you finally believe?' He's saying, like, it's now at the end of the movie. It's now at the end of the credits, and now you're going to believe it." While it was all going on, you did not believe. But now it's about to end. You choose to believe. Y- 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 y'all see that, that? He's pointing out that I, I, I done raised the dead. I done made the blind to see, the lame to walk. I, I fed 5,000. I once but twice. I walked on water. I told peace to be still to the wind and the sea. And now you believe. That, that's why I can see in my commentary. He said, Lord, let me pray for these children. He Lord, now is the time has come, I'm going to encourage us that we want to give God glory. We want to serve in unity. We got to pray. And in our prayer, look what his prayer is about. His prayer is not what I want. It's like what will give you glory. You see, some of us need to make sure that we qualify our prayers in God. What will give you glory? Because what will give God glory will not give you glory. Y'all quiet on me. See, see glory belongs to God. And, and so here it is that when you are faithful, you are in praying of the spirit because you want to serve through the spirit for where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. And and so here it is that the spirit of God was, is in us because he promised us all who call on the name of the Lord shall be saved and be filled with the Holy Ghost. And Jesus, remember, at the well, he says that the time is now that we must worship God in spirit and in truth. And the only way I can speak to God is through the Spirit because God is Spirit. My flesh wants fleshful things, the Spirit wants spiritual things. The Spirit gives eternal life, flesh will only give you death. So if you want life, you need to seek spiritual things. And so here it is the Spirit is speaking through Christ, is showing us how we ought to pray to God Lord, Lord, what will give you glory? But now, do you understand, the hour has come. What's the hour? The hour of my death. The hour of sacrifice. Do you understand that in giving God glory and serving him, it'll cost you something. It it costs. It costs. to sacrifice is to give up something at a cost. A sacrifice is not giving up a penny. Many of you drop, drop pennies. We don't bother to pick up a penny. How many times you've gone through a drive-through window and the person gave you the chain and the penny dropped? You like it's all right, I'll, I'll get, it. I'll get it later, right? But if you drop that twenty-dollar bill, you drop that ten-dollar bill, you drop that one-dollar bill, you're gonna to try to, you'll hit, you'll scrape your door against the bricks. You do all kind of things before the wind blows it out. Oh, I ain't gonna lose this. But a penny, you not sacrifice. You just give that. I, I don't care about no penny. But that, that that's that sacrifice. I'm, I'm gonna do what I can to get that back. God calls us to. Submit to him and give up our desires for this world to please him. Faithful living, give God's glory. Look look here what Christ says. He says, Father, the hours come. Glorify your son as You, as he can give glory back to you. For you have given him authority over everyone. He gives eternal life to each one you have given him. And, and he's showing them that, God, I've been faithful with what you called me to do. You gave me authority over everyone, and I have given everyone eternal life, those who trust and believe. And do you understand that God, when he empowers you and blesses you, he wants you to do what he's called you to do, and he equips you with everything you need to get the job done. Jesus was faithful to the will of God. Jesus made it clear that I only do what the father has told me to do. I only say what the father has me to say. I wish I had someone that could understand how they need to be quiet sometimes and wait till the Lord gives you words because uh, sometimes you may choose the wrong words and those words make no sense and then you're trying to clean up the mess you just made because you did not think before you speak but yet if we wait and meditate on God and be prayerful and lord help me to hold out <laughs> until my chains come you know change my mind change my heart change my attitude so that i can speak love and not hatred the son may glorify god and then, and then the God will glorify the son. This now shows us another theological truth about who Jesus is. God will not share his glory with no one. No, no, no. God does not share his glory with anybody else. But yet he shares his glory with himself. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy Spirit. He says, now God is time to glorify your son uh, as a son will bring back glory to the father. You understand that Jesus understood that I want them to know who I am. I am the only begotten son of God. Jesus being obedient gives glory to God as a son is also glorified. And so therefore we ought to worship the Lord, our God. We ought to worship God, the son. We ought to worship the Holy Spirit for they are three in one, Jesus wants us to be one with him and the father having eternal life. Look what he clarified. said, this is eternal life that they believe who sent me. You, he gave him authority over all the flesh and all you have given. He said, I've given eternal life. Y'all see that there in the text? And this is what the way to have eternal life? To know you. Who's you? The only true God. And Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth, this is important for us to see that he's pointing out to them that if you know me, you know who sent me. And if you know who sent me, you know who I am. I am Jesus christ i am the one that israel has been waiting for i'm the one that comes through the 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 42 generations of the lineage of david i am the lion of the tribe of judah i am the prince of peace i am the great i am i am the alpha and the omega i am the beginning and the end i'm the only begotten son of god born of the virgin mary overshadowed by god and the holy spirit i am the lily in the valley on the Rose. Sarah. I am the lamb that looks that has been slain. I am. And when you know who he is, and cast this, it helps you to understand, Lord, it's not about me. It's all about you because I've seen what you've done for me. For you are the lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. You have redeemed me. You have saved me. You have blessed me that I might know what life is. So now I must live for you, for it's no longer I who live, but it's Christ who lives in me. So do you see how when we see the unity that Christ wants us to have with him, that he wants us to have eternal life? And the only way we can have eternal life is to be one with him. And the only way we can be one with him is for us to confess, for us to submit to him. Jesus made it very clear that to be my disciple, you must deny yourself. And pick up your cross and follow after me. You must love me more than you love anybody else. You see, that takes sacrifice. You know, sacrifice involves you giving up stuff that you love and you adore. Hello, somebody. In order, in order for some of us to get healthy, we got to give up some of the stuff we love that's bad for us. I, 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 I want to get healthy, but yet I got to stop eating candy. Well, I'm just going to die, man, you know, because uh, I so sure enough like to get them lemon heads and some chewy candy, some licorice, you know. I, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to pay the dental bill and suffer. I might lose all my teeth, but it's so sure enough going to be sweet. That's what we do, though. We suffer and wonder why our teeth are rotten. We got to pay these long cavity bills because you decide to keep on eating the candy. I'm not talking about nobody but myself. I was actually, If you're in the same boat with me, then you know what I'm talking about. I remember I told my dad sitting in the dinner chair, Dad, I'm going to stop eating all this candy. I don't want them drilling on my teeth anymore. He said, now you learned? <laughs> After the 10th cavity, you understand what I'm saying here? Yeah. We need to understand that, God, if I want to get better, i got to submit and surrender and give up the stuff that is hurting me so I can know what will help me. Oh, Lord, have mercy. God wants us to know what it is to be with him and to know to have eternal life. Now, this is where I get excited reading this text. Look at, follow me at verses 3, 4, and 5. We're going to be on our way out together. And this is the way to have eternal life, to know you, the only true God and Jesus Christ, the one you sent to earth. Y'all see that there, right? I brought glory to you where? Here on earth. By what? By me being obedient, me being faithful, I have completed the work you have done. Now, I, I want you to grab this closely here. He's still on earth. And so he has not fully completed the work. But he knows he is. Yeah, y'all, y'all quiet on. Me. See, see, God when God knows what he's going to do, he knows what he's going to do. And so he has to do this prayer now for his people to let them know that what I'm about to do is for your benefit. And, and, and here's the beautiful thing that he says, I've completed the work. He already knows what's about to go down. He's already ready to make the sacrifice for us. Let me tell somebody out what I'm trying to point out to you that some of you don't want to make the sacrifice because you know what you're about to give up. He's already made up his mind that I don't want it. I don't need it. I give my life to you. That's why many people that they talk about having cold feet, when they get married, they start thinking about what they're about to give up. They're like, I don't know. Now, I done changed my mind. It was good, but now it's about to be real. And now that it's about to be real, I'm not sure if I want to give up half. I I like being all me, about me, leaving when I want to leave, coming when I want to come home. Y'all quiet on me. And so when you get to cold feet, you start thinking about yourself. But those that don't get cold feet, they start thinking about the other. They saying, I can't wait to be with my spouse, to spend time with my spouse, to make a new life. Y'all quiet on me. I think we need to have a marriage conference. I need to to work this out. Some people can't can't shout. I'm, I'm so happy to be with my mate. You see, God wants you to know that there's greater things ahead and stop trying to hold on to stuff that's slowing you down. He says that it's been completed. I brought glory to you here on earth by completing the work you have gave me to do. Now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. Mm somebody with me now again completing the work you gave me to do jesus was committed to serving father even though it cost him his life do you see here that you must be willing to serve god and give him glory knowing it may cost your life you see if you want to save your life for your namesake, you can do so and you'll die. But if you give up your life for God, for Jesus Christ's namesake, you shall save it. Jesus says, I am the life and the resurrection. Those who believe in me, though they may die, yet they shall live. He's showing us that if we love him, we will know and experience eternal life. But first, you got to let go of your selfishness, of your pride, of your ego, of living for yourself and start living for me. And, and I start thinking about this. I, I start thinking about our great faithful Abraham. Y- y'all, y'all, y'all remember the children song, Father Abraham had many sons and many sons had Father Abraham. I am one of them. And so are you. So let's all praise the Lord right hand. And so Father Abraham, right, had many sons. But in literally in understanding the biblical text, Father Abraham had one son, Isaac, at old age. He was promised at at age, and then he became 100 years old, still looking for a child. Come on, somebody. When you told me my my wife was already old. And now i got to wait some years later before this son. Now I'm even older. They were so old, Sarah laughed at God. say, I'm going to have a baby now. Does God know how old I am? Lord have mercy. God said, is there anything too hard for God? Now, catch this. Abraham was called by God from a land he knew to go to a land he did not know. And he did not know where he was going. Yet he went by faith. We find that in Hebrews 11 chapter. He went by faith, trusting in God. That God will bless him with something he's never seen before. And then he finally got the blessing that God was willing to give him in his son, Isaac. And then God said, now it's time for you to give him up. My, 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 I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish. Uh, you came and asked me to give up what I worked hard for. I guarantee that it, it, we won't go down without a fight. And yet, God came to Abraham and let him know that I need you to sacrifice your son, your only son. So they load up the wood and 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 took the boy and uh, and, and he had the knife. And the boy looks at daddy and said, "Daddy, where is the lamb?" For the sacrifice, Abraham looks at his son and said, the Lord will provide. And, and, and when he gets up there, he ties the boy down and he lifts back the knife. And all of a sudden, he hears a shout, Abraham, you've shown yourself faithful. And then he looked, he saw a ram caught in the bush. And the boy was let go, and the ram took his place, and there was the sacrifice unto God, establishing the covenant with God. But I want to highlight something here that we might have missed here, is that Abraham was willing to give up what he loved most, because God said so. And then once God saw his faithfulness, God let him know that I know that you believe in me. And I want to help somebody up today. That some of you are not knowing how God can bless you because you have not known how to follow God. You want God to bless your mess, and you haven't even trusted God with your best. God wants you to submit and surrender and sacrifice to Him, and He will provide for you with better things you ever. Do you know that Abraham had nothing until God gave it to him? And do you know he became wealthier after he had Isaac? Oh, Lord have mercy. That he started gaining more and more property and more and more hello, somebody. Do you understand that if you just give up, God will take care of the rest? You see, sometimes we want unity, but we want people to follow you when you don't you in the wrong place. Just do what God's called you to do. Do you know how when people need you, they come to you? I'm going to say that one more time. Somebody catch the When they need you, they come to you. The problem is that we want to be wanted. And so we impose on people so that we can show them what we know. What you doing? Do you know you can do this? I didn't ask you all that. We want to impose ourselves because we want to feel needed, not realizing that you are already in need. All I need you to do is what God's called you to do. So when the time is right, you will be ready. Anybody been there before that you had your phone charger ready to plug it up and charge your phone? But the charger was not there. Hello, somebody. See, somebody else got it. And so it was in the right place at the time you needed. It. it was not available. Hello, somebody. That if you want to use yourself, hallelujah, you need to be in the right place at the right time. So when the time comes you will be ready and so speaking about the right time in the right place y'all see that here in the text let me point it out to you if you missed it he says now that's the right time father bring me into the glory we shared before the world began i want you to grab what he's saying here God, the Son, is eternal. And he's pointing out that before I stepped in flesh, (laughs) I had eternal glory. Y'all see that there in the text? (laughs) Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. (laughs) If you read the Gospel of John, it says, In the beginning was the Word. And the word was God, and the Word was with God. And if you read Gospel of John, you might have read Genesis the first chapter, telling in the beginning God. And the earth was formless and the spirit hovered over the void and the darkness. So out of nothing came something. Uh, do you see it here that Jesus is saying that do you know before anything ever existed I am? I've always been in existence. And God is about that time. Now is the time. Judah's about to come and kiss me on the cheek. They're about to hang me high and stretch me wide. They're about to pierce me in the side and bury me in a borrowed man's tomb. The earth will shake and I will rise and I'll be back with my Father in glory. He said, now. Is the time. Do you understand that Christ understood in order for me to get where I need to be, I must die? Some of you need to realize in order to get where you want to be, you must die. You must sacrifice and say, Lord, take me. I'm yours. You can use me. Take my hands. Take my feet, right? Lord, if you can use anything, you can... Use me. You are the potter. I am the clay. For me in your way. Have thine own way. Lord, we sing these songs. Do we mean them? Lord, I belong to you. You see how we give God glory because once we give God glory, hallelujah, we become a part of his glory. That you know that when he comes back again, we'll be forever in his glory. But while we're walking on this earthly journey, good God from Zion, we ought to surrender and submit to God's will. Do you not see the principles here? We need to be in prayer. We need to be in submission. And we need to be in total obedience to God's Will. And then once we get in those positions, God can bless us. How He wants to bless us. So, do you see how unity gives God's glory? That when we work together for His glory and serve for His glory, it gives Him glory. And just think about how you want to feel His presence. Well, if you want to feel His presence, you want to give Him glory. Because when you give him glory, he in the habits, oh, hallelujah. When, when you seek to submit to him, that's when the spirit can rejoice and give us peace. For where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. So now it's time for you to submit and say, Lord, I want to give you glory by surrendering to you and submitting to you. So look what happens here. It says that now, Father, bring me into the glory we shared before the world began. You know, when Christ gained that glory back is when he ascended into heaven. And, you know, when he comes back again, we all shall rise. So I want to encourage you that though you may be on earth going through submission, and humility. And you may feel beaten down. You may be downtrodden. You may be defeated. But I want you to know you can be like the, the poem of mine saying, still, I rise. Because he's going to come back again. And it says the death and earth and the living will rise together. And will be with him over in glory. So give God glory now. Knowing that you, one day you still rise. Tell them they can beat me down now, but still, I rise. Let us pray. Lord, we surrender to you. Realizing, Lord, that it's all about you. Forgive us, God, for this our selfishness, our pride, and our ego. And Lord, we want to.